Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello. And welcome to Season 20, Episode 19. 19! Almost the end of Season 20. And you know what's after Season 20? No, what? Drinking age! Oh, no. We're not legal to drink yet? (laughs) Oh, man. We'll no longer be teens. Season 20, Episode 19 of Happy Tricks Everything Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. Uh, Jim. Start. Start. I'm I'm here next to Jim. That's how I know where I am, because I'm next to Jim. I'm not sure about your mic now. Yeah, right. <laughs> See how that works. No, no, it's yeah, it's it's you're dulcet now. I could I can move it I, up. I turned you up. No, don't do that. I just turned you up. All right. Well, now it's up. You have a Polish friend who's a um, sound engineer. Mm-hmm. I have a Czech one too. But you're about the guy that went up a pole and came down a Russian. Oh my God, you guys, seriously. First one to okay, you win. <laughs> 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 All right, check one, two. I get that. <laughs> it takes a minute, but it's funny. <laughs> oh I yeah, sound engineer humor. We need work on your definition of funny. Niche, yeah. funny. niche humor. It is niche. It's definitely there's sound niche engineers humor. like all ten of them that listen to this show who are like. <laughs> In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG podcast, podcast. <laughs> this is this is going to be podtastic. This is going to be so good. Chris from Ontario sends us a note on describing scenery. Chris in Canada, it's a Chris episode. Sends well, you us know, it is close to what? Christmas. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hanukkah. It's a mass of Chris's. Christmas. Hey, oh! Work with me on this. Come on. I gave you, I laid it out. Eric, uh, Chris from Canada, or Canada, sends us a note <laughs> on, uh, if you're French, on D&D falling damage. Actually, it's a, it's a well, actually. Actually, mm. uh, Chris from New Jersey. I'm sorry, Eric from New Jersey has a GM victory story and Minnesota die, die tosser. Whose name is Chris? Whose name is Chris for now? <laughs> We've decided. And also, we're going to start calling Eric Chris as well. Yes, mm. it's a massive Chris. Uh, since it's a question, some news, and a horror story. All right. Oh, horror. Oh, oh. We need that soundbite. The horror. The horror. Um, we're not doing a tip this this week because it's the holiday season and. I couldn't come up with one. Don't give tips. And plus, all of the GMing tips, I've written episodes 3 through 10 of season 2 for GM Briefing because we hit the Patreon goal of... We did. Don't. Well, I'll give you a tip. Don't give your 10-year-old a Daisy Red Rider bolt action BB gun. You know why? You'll shoot your eye out. Right. (laughs) That's That's why I keep all the BB guns locked up in my gun safe. My son asked me, "Where's the Where's the key to the gun safe?" I'm not. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Zach, you don't. You don't get the key uh, to the gun safe. No. <laughs> Negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Meanwhile, your daughter went. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, they can't find it. Um, it's actually in a in a different safe. <laughs> uh, email if you'd like to email us. You can email us at happyjacksrpg@gmail.com. Not R mail, not D mail, Gmail. 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 Is there a lot of problem with people emailing us other mails? I, I guess you wouldn't know. How would I know? I don't know. You just I'm very just, specific I'm about playing that. Playing the odds. So I was just wondering. The odds <laughs> are that nobody's making that mistake. Other, other <laughs> X mails. Yes. Okay. But I'm just saying. 
Don't mail it to female.com or it will be discussed to death. What? I'm going to duck now while Kimmy hits you. <laughs> Social I love like, how he's shitting on me for like throwing <laughs> off the intro when he's just spent like the last 20 minutes I'm not, talking I'm not throwing, I'm not, I'm not begging on you for it. I know, I'm just kidding. I just was seeing, I'm trying to figure out how to get female into the joke and damn. Yeah. Well, Not all of them are Maseratis. You know what? Mail's already there. You don't have to do anything. Mm. All right. Ready to go. I got to mail it in. It's all you need. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Twitter. Yeah. Happy Jacks RPG. All one word. It's amazing we were able to get that. Uh, also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Happy Jacks RPG. And Facebook. All one, all one word. And... We have a live stream here, and we do the show live on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific time, happyjacks.org slash live. That is also where you would go if you would want to watch any of our plethora of actual plays. Yep. And what we got going on right now, we got Razor Ridge, yep. we got Spaniard's Ghost, we, we got Tales from the Loop. Is that started yet, or we just had Character Gen? Character Gen, and it's starting this Monday as the first like play session. This not this Monday, I'm sorry. No, it's not starting this no, Monday. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like three, three Soon, weeks. I forgot. Yes. Look on the happyjacks.com/schedule. Two, Two weeks. That would be the 7th? No, the 6th. The 7th is um, the first episode of your vamp- Vampire Dark Ages game. So That's a Sunday. So oh. the 8th will be... Oh, the 8th. Yeah. Okay, all right. Tales from Somebody needs to look at the schedule and let us know what's going on, because we've lost I time. have no idea where I'm supposed Happyjacks.org to be. Happyjacks.org. Schedule. Schedule. <laughs> we'll get you there. Yeah. Uh, now we, we have d- a Discord, too. Don't forget, we have a We don't have a... We don't have a sponsor. We almost had a sponsor. We don't have. We don't have a sponsor. Aww. But they found out we were coming on. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, found so out. They're that like, Kimmy's Kimmy gonna, gonna be here. here. I'm not gonna have this. But but I mean, it, it's the holiday season, and emails went back and forth, and I, they they probably just didn't people get went on vacation. But I got. I wanted to do this Ooh. because I got this. I can't see it. It's, it, it's none it more black. Is it pretty? Sure. Yeah. Look at that. It's, it, it looks. It's so it's beautiful. Like, how much more black could it be? And the answer is none. <laughs> N- none more black. This is the Easy Roller Dice Kickstarter. This is their dice tray with lid and staging area. And I'm opening this for the first time. It's an unboxing. It's right an unboxing. Here. I don't remember what I got. It's but I did I did put in for one. There's a picture of it on the box you just held up. Well, I know it's... No, but... Oh, okay. I'm just reminding you. Oh, is it the same, is it the same thing? It's a picture of what's well, in the box. I think that's what's supposed to be included in the pack. Oh, it, it, yeah. It has the Celtic Celtic Knotwork Dragon on it. Ooh. And it, it see, you can like see that the cellophane is still closed. He's yeah. very old school. He likes yeah. to bite his cellophane. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, uh, how many facets is that? It's a. Uh, this would be an octagon. An octagon, octagon right? Also right. called a stop sign shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a dodecahedron. We're nothing if not educational. No dodecahedron be twelve sided. Yeah. Ooh. We've got the lid. It has nice. the lid with the little deal and the little. Logo. Okay, so that works, as logo. A, that works as a dice tray? This is what, the dice what, tray. You're smelling it. What does it smell like? Leather. I, actually, what you're probably smelling is the glue. But maybe. I don't think it's leather. It I doesn't. Don't, you we smelled love it. Smell it doesn't glue. smell like it's anything. Leatherish. It's leatherish. It has no smell. We love to smell the glue. Why, why 100% there, Naga. Why are there two walls? This two? is the staging area. Then yeah. You okay. put your dice here and you roll your dice here. That's the whole point. Yeah. See, oh. see, like, if you got... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah nice contrast. Oh no, those are the other ones. Oh, well, I was going to use the yellow ones. Oh. But see, you put your dice down here, and then you don't have all the muck when you. 
put it, you, you put it in the tray all the way, and up, you have a all the way up, all the way up. Yes. So and where you do you go? Close everything. Oh, which dice did I roll? I don't know because I only have one tray. Oh. This has two. There's two. It's there's a, this two, more there's than a, one. There, it's, it's not just one. <laughs> it's one more than <laughs> one. <laughs> But it's a the staging area because you put your dice up there. When you actually roll, then you don't have to worry because, like in Vampire, when you're rolling, right, nothing like but D10s and thirty of them. Yeah, and it's like if all my D10s are here and I roll them and I happen to hit the other D10s, it's like okay, which ones which did ones I roll? I I'm kind of digging it. I'm not sure I saw a need for it, but you just now put it out. I think so. And and, and it's also it. it's small because I have the other. This is the other easy well, roller dice. I mean, try. the best part about it is that like like Jib was just saying like. It's, it's got it, a lid. It's got a lid, so it's like a it's dice, also a dice bag slash. Transporter. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all in one. It's a thing right. in one. But like this is the other one, and it's it's much larger. But like for me, because I'm kind of a space whore when I'm GMing, this is a much better size I at for a here. Lot. Yes, because you encroach on my no, space. I'm, I'm doing important work. So there you are. There it is. All right, children. I, I'm not, I don't know if they're selling this outside. I'm assuming they're selling this outside of uh, EasyRollerDice.com. Uh, just got a free advertisement. Yes, they, they did. Because I got this just in time for Christmas. And look, it fits. It's like yeah. It, it it's looks like, a, like Minas Tirith. It's got a two-tiered event effect yes. going. Like Kimmy, it looks like Minas Tirith. So yeah, I guess if you close your eyes and, and it's like got stand a, on its side, it's and, got a, and it's got a, a cultic knotwork dragon, which is yeah, that's cool. They had several designs. That's oh, you got to pick your design. Yes, you got to pick your design. So cool. there it is. And it got j- smartly done. just in time. Smartly Nifty. done. Love it. So I love it. Here we are. Oh, there's something else I wanted to mention. Uh, Red Moon Roleplaying emailed me. Mm-hmm. And they're doing an actual play podcast. Play, and they play in Dark Worlds. And they're, 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 they're trying to do it like an audio drama. Mm-hmm. So they stay in character the entire time. There's no like crosstalk or table stuff. No. Oh. Uh, and what are they? What are they running? Uh, let me find it. Cult. Yeah. That is. It's that? powered by the apocalypse. Is it? Yes. Okay. All right. They're running cult. Uh, the campaign is set in. Is this the right one? Yeah. Nineteen ninety-one, unreunified Germany. Yep. And the Soviet Union uh, against the backdrop of the collapse of the Eastern Bloc. What's block with it's a C? With a C. Yes. Block. 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 Um, and the campaign is called The Black Madonna. Uh, and so there you go. Give them a listen, and that is at redmoonroleplaying.com. That's redmoonroleplaying.com. I will strive to put a link in the show notes. Thank you for contacting me, Red Moon Roleplaying cool. people. Yay! I, I saw this when you sent out the show notes, and I haven't gotten to listen to them yet, but I, I intend to. Hello. I think it's interesting. I've been thinking about doing. Um, well, when I do the setting for Vast Dominions, I was talking with, to you about this earlier. I'm going to do like audio news reels. This just in from Titan: the, 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 the giant blue simians have taken over. I have to say that that particular voice and that particular style is very popular right now. More and more people are very fascinated by the fact that people talk like this in the fifties. That's very exciting. Right. Oh yes, and this just in. It's, so, it's become a thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna. One of the things I, I want to do is is um, is make a bunch of newsreels that people can use. That's fine. oh yeah, awesome. Um, and then I'll, the other thing that I, I wanted to do was to do a radio play, Zach Zar- the Adventures of Zach Zarquan. Zach Zap Zarquan. And basically, it'd be like a. It's it's like a. Can, can I play Zap? Maybe. <laughs> it's going to be like a like Flash a. Gordon. 
Well, but it's going to be like a, a propaganda thing. Oh. It's going to be like you know. Oh, nice. You know, sponsored by the United States Space Corps. Here we are, <laughs> taking over the Mars from the Wiley French. <laughs> All right, describing scenery from Chris in or it, I was going to say Orlando, and I meant to say Ontario. They are very I different. Don't know if that's the Canadian Ontario or if that's the California Ontario. Or if it's a different Ontario, because there might be more. I'm Does sure he ever use the word dude in this <laughs> email? No, but he doesn't write like these on meth, so it may not be from Ontario. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> You're in rare form today there, Steve. <laughs> my my apologies to those people in Ontario, California, who are not on meth, all the five of you. They had a great mall for a while. Like all Ontario people. Mills. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was a fancy place to go shopping when I was in high school. Like if you were in Riverside, you'd like, oh, we're gonna sneak drive across out. the border to Ontario. To, yeah, to Ontario <laughs> Mills. That was the big nice mall, man. <coughs> they had one of the rain, those rainforest cafes in there. Yeah. I actually ate there once. Yeah. It was fantastic. I love that. I used to love the rainforest. Do they still have those rainforest yeah, cafes? There's yeah. one in downtown Disney. Is there? Yeah. Is that the only one left? I don't know. I don't Ontario track was, was nice because it was north of Norco, so when the wind shifted you didn't smell the cows. <laughs> <laughs> The horses. Oh. Is that what it was? That in Norco, yeah. Okay. Norco is Horsetown, USA. They have, uh, well, at least when I was working there, it was like three horses for every person. And perhaps emu. They did have an emu. There was a guy who walked what? his ostrich and a camel down because they don't have sidewalks there. It's all trails on the sides of the road. You put a leash around an ostrich. He did. I don't know. It was weird. He had it, like a, a face thing for it's it. It's really more of a noose. Oh, that's because they're vicious little shit. Yeah. Well, they're really big. They'll bite you. Yeah, I don't know. The bite, the bite is the least of it. They've okay. got like they have a brain claws. the size of a pea. Yeah, and that makes them mean. And and they are cranky. Yes. Oh, all birds. Birds suck. That explains most of the people I work with. Are they bird brains? But I wonder about the leash on a on an ostrich. It's I never actually saw the ostrich. I guess it was like a rumor. I did see the camel. A couple times. Camel's neck is long, but it's not as long as an ostrich's neck. I mean, right. proportional. Well, you still had like a halter thing for a camel. I, I don't know how he walked the ostrich. I don't know. It might they have just been a grab lot. it by the neck and. <laughs> well, considering they can carry a person, I don't. I don't know if that would work. Ostriches can carry people, yeah, yeah. right? Didn't you have ostrich family races. Robinson? Yeah. Do they, they have the races. little tiny people that ride them? No. Full grown. They're, they're people. Yeah. People. They're not that they're big. They're, they're all leg. Be like jockey size. They're all leg. They have to be like jockey-sized people. They are actually they are enormously strong and they have really nasty claws. Yeah, and they will kick the. They're, they're pretty much sure they pretty much what's le- left of velociraptors. Yeah, Kimmy's, <coughs> Kimmy's not wrong. Okay. Real velociraptors. Wrong. About that. I know. I know. <laughs> they're actually giant velociraptors. <laughs> Describing scenery from Chris in Ontario. Hey, Happy Jacks. This is Chris from Ontario. You just said wow. <laughs> I wrote in a little while ago. With help running a Vampire the Requiem game in L.A. Unfortunately, real life has meant that we haven't been able to start. But your advice to look at council districts to divide the city worked perfectly, so thanks a lot. How do you know you haven't run the game? And my man go, oh, council districts, how mundane. <laughs> I remember this email, though. Remember we were talking about uh, subdividing Southern California? Yeah. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. For the actual email, on to the previous topic, you guys were talking about describing scenery. One aspect I personally employ in my lazy GMing, that's in quotes, by the way. That's just nice. Style. Copywriting? Is to, no TM either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is to uh, just ask the players. I give them some basic description, yeah. but then give a, usual, a usually mood question 
to the players. You enter the apartment. What do you see that tells you that this man lived alone? Oh, that's very leading. That's a very leading question. That's right. awesome. Right. Um, well, and it also he's setting up what he needs to set up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then letting them kind of fill in the details, mm-hmm. uh, or target a specific player. You enter the tavern. What about it makes you feel at home? The guy in the corner with the knife? No. Uh, I sometimes will also ask the reverse. What about the tavern instead makes you, player B, feel uneasy? It gives the players room to add their mental picture to the world. I forgot to make the type larger. (laughs) I usually make it 12 point, and this is like 10 or 9. Uh, Do I have an 8? Do I have an 8? Do I have a 7? 7 maybe. Perhaps 7 and 7. I wouldn't be able to read it. it My name is like... Um, it gives the players uh, room to add their mental picture to the world and means things don't get lost in translation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I might think to say unwashed dishes means someone lives alone, but everyone just thinks he is messy. Or I might think that the thief likes a rowdy bar, but in actuality he likes someplace quiet where he can think. Hmm. P.S. Well, I'm not a GURPS player myself. Boo! Uh, I know an actual play podcast that gives great uh, that gives a great example of its versatility. It's called Film Reroll, where each episode they go through a different movie. They've gone through Homeward Bound to Alien, all with GURPS. I think you guys would get a kick out of it. No link. I actually Ethan, great. <coughs> I like that. Huh? It is how to break down movies and into a uh, RPG format. Mm-hmm. Film yeah. reroll. So look for the film reroll. I think we should do that. That's awesome. And that was from Chris in Ontario. Are there any thoughts on the on on, on uh, outsourcing descriptions? To the uh, I'm all for outsourcing things to players um, to fill in blanks and, and gaps and whatnot. Thing I would say is that when they say something, you need to make make note of it. So that you remember that that's what it was, right? When they said it, um, but yeah, I dig it. If you're gonna have your players do work for you, yeah, make sure you honor that stuff because they're gonna. If you have good players, they're gonna give you nuggets that you're gonna want to mine. <coughs> so when they say something like, uh, you know, the the and the bartender, or, or you ask, you know, what's the bartender look like? Well, he's a lizard man that has lots of scars on him. I'm, I'm gonna steal your idea. Uh, okay, so now that, as Jim said, you should make note of that and make sure that that guy comes back again because you're, they've put the effort into giving you a really cool scene. Make sure that you honor it and make sure that that, that stuff goes into play. Right. It isn't just yeah. dismissed. Basically, this is an extension of the premise of weave it back to the player characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, they if they're the ones who provided the information, they're going to be invested <clears throat> in it being that way. Yeah. I, yeah, you, you have to be you, careful, though. Go ahead. I mean, like if it's for basic descriptions, I think that I've done that before. Um, But I think there's also an element of sometimes when you're sitting down as a player, you want to you you want to play in the world. You don't want to make the world. Ding ding ding. Okay. (laughs) That that that. If if I was in a slightly cranky mood as a player, and someone said, "What does it going to look like?" How the fuck do I know? It's your game. You tell me. That's the first thing that would yeah. occur yeah. to my um, would pop into my head. It, I may not say it, but it's it's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm playing a character, I want to be right. in the character and I want to get immersed. And, I I, think- and if I have to pull out of who the character is to now right. quasi co GM, th- I'm feeling 
pulled out of the immersion. Okay, you know I what think I'm saying? that's fair. Yeah, I think that if you if it if you use it as an opportunity to weave the thing to the character, that then I think you, you're okay. But you yeah. can still overuse that too. Yeah. Um, but that's very different than saying you walk into a into a tavern. What's the common room look like? Because it's like, why do they care? Why yeah. why would they? That's not really theirs to provide. Right. But to say. Um, <coughs> There's something in this room that reminds you of home. What is it? My question is, do you would you even have to have the what is it part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you simply say, you walk into this guy's apartment, it's clear that this guy is a bachelor. Yeah, no, I have no gripe. I would have no gripe with that. Every player is going to paint their own picture. They're all going to be different. Sure. But there might be some commonalities. But And that lets the players know... Okay, yeah, maybe there's unwashed dishes in the dish in the in the sink. Maybe there's socks sitting on the couch. Uh, maybe he's left his porn out, or maybe there is uh, pizza boxes all over the place, or the trash cans full of empty bottles of beer, or whatever that whatever that might that might mean. That shows, th- that shows age when you're. There's like the he left his porn out. How do you leave porn? Oh, his oh. computer was left. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. I'm talking about the oh, old yeah. days. <laughs> Well, I guess, make these things I guess he could leave. Yeah, I, know, I, I guess he could just leave. I guess he could just leave like his browser window open. Yeah, <laughs> handkerchiefs all over the. Okay, well, see, or, or, what you just told me by telling me he left his browser open is mm-hmm. that um, he is both lazy and not aware of risk. <laughs> well, if he lives alone, yeah. you never walk away from your computer well, and leave it on. What if you die okay. and they come back? <laughs> We're signaling on. You do not want to know how badly I can fuck with you if you leave your computer open. Of course. But if they they lock the door, that's breaking an ending. It's already B&E. See, for me, it's like, okay, you get hit by a bus. Your family comes to take care of your stuff, and that's the first thing they see. Right. Your computer open with people banging on it. Right. Oh, you don't want that bad. Or worse yet, somebody goes through it trying to find valuable information, like, you know, the stuff that they need, you know. Or how about... Bank records or whatever, and they find... 6,000 pages of... How about when you open the browser window up, the little, like, bookmark bar is all porn sites. It's all full. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, we're, we're not, getting, not, not the browser history. I'm talking about, like, the little... We're getting like, a little distracted. The handy here. links. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting a little distracted. And, and this is... Never mind. If why you don't leave your computer that can be no, the no. next This Patreon. is why you put a utility on your computer that has a countdown clock. <laughs> and if you don't... If you do not log in every so often, it deletes everything. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's, that's like the iPhone has that self-destruct thing. If people enter a code yeah, wrong, wrong. Or, I mean, yeah. unless they get rid of that. I'll just forget say. the password, and then I'll lose everything. Like every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's why you take. That's why you do backup. Oh. Allie lent someone her phone, and they changed her passcode. You're right, and now has it's dead. No, it wasn't. Break. It wasn't mm-hmm. in death mode. Where if you put it in too many mm-hmm. times, it kills it. But I had to factory reset it. Oh, that's yep. <laughs> she had iCloud, so we're, we're wandering off, anyway. off off topic here. But um, I mean, my, my thing is, if you're going to outsource descriptions to your players, you should you should honor that stuff, right? Because basically, you're having them do the homework for you. Now you have to do the rest of the work, which is to flesh that stuff See, out. And, and to me, that that I, I run into difficulty with that. I get it because no, I get it. But this is an if. If you're going to outsource it, most of my no. notes mm-hmm. I do either before or after the game. Yeah. Yes. Either, no. If it's before the. If it's before the game, it's whatever my prep was. After the game, it's the stuff I scribbled down that I'm going right. to go ahead now, and Now, here's something I, I, I would add to go this. <laughs> you have more to say. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to shut up now. Sorry. I forgot what I was going to say now. 
uh, you uh, scribbling down notes before and after the game, and you don't really don't want to do it during the game. Uh, because uh, you have to flesh out a uh, outsourced uh, oh. NPC. When I come up with, like, it happened in, in Moat several times. When I come up with, and this is my own descriptions, not someone else's. When I come up with, like, a, a description of, a, of an NPC, and the NPC changes, and then, of course, Samantha comes up and says, uh, that's not what you said about this guy... Four yeah. sessions ago. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah, um, actually. And if I have to remember everything that I'm making up and everything that the players are making up, that's true. I'm going to run into problems. That's the first time you've admitted that. But she actually. Oh no! Uh, it actually, happened in oh, the oh, session. No, yeah, it happened right in the middle of the session. <laughs> no, but it's the first time you've been like said like, that you fucked up. Yeah. Well, I'm or at least admitted the fact that she. I'm um, actually. Because oh, I, I, she will actually use me all the all time. It's right. <laughs> very good notes, and she's good at remembering her notes. Yeah, yeah and she's she knows good remembering it. everything. She, t- she turns to the page. She doesn't sit there and like wander. No, she'll go NPC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's the pictures she draws. Does she? Draw, she I, does I, she draw I've never seen her. She I've does great her. pictures. I want to see It's really cool. <laughs> but that, that that to me is is, is something, especially if you're going to make it count and it has to matter. I got to remember it. I don't remember shit very well. I, I, <laughs> Not I anymore. Anyway, go ahead. You don't remember what you're going to say now. <laughs> uh, um, if you are going to do this, the thing you were going to ask them about had better be relevant to the, to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Don't ask them about trivial shit. Mm-mm. If you're going to ask them to fill in a blank about something, it better be relevant. I agree with that. I love to outsource I agree my, with that. the I, failures. That's different, I think. Well... Yeah, that's different than giving giving narrative control up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Because, and also, as we said before, and, and I, I've seen this in print in RPG books more than once, players are going to be harder on themselves for a critical failure than the GM is going to be. Sure. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, going back a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've all, I mean, I've told a story over and over and over again about the game I ran where a player asked if there were clouds, and I said, would you like there to be? Right. And it freaked her out. Right. Totally mm-hmm. freaked her out. Because I was supposed to decide whether there were clouds or not. Yeah. I'm like, not in fate. What she probably thought was that you would you would already know whether there were clouds or not. Right. And <clears> the really the really relevant question though is what are you wanting to do with these clouds that you are asking if right. are here? Are you because in fate, she was would have been creating an advantage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the clouds, right? And so it's really up to her to decide, right? Maybe I, maybe the relevant question to ask is when they say, "Are there clouds?" And you have to look at them and go, "What do you want to do with clouds?" And cut right to the chase. Yeah. And just let's get over the whole description part. It's like, what is it you want to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's really the players are going to hem and haw and ask about stuff and see what the advantage is, but eventually. It comes down to what it is they're going to do. So it's like, what does he want to do? I think Just it, tell me. Yeah, I think it depends on what system you're running to. Well, yes, definitely. Because there's systems where when I sit down, I want you to describe, like, like L5R. Like, I want to be really immersed in that world. Right. That's while that is still a collaborative storytelling exercise. Like, Rokugan is a place that I want to visit when I play. But when I sit down and like when I'm playing Interpol X or when we played Masks, some of the Powered by the Apocalypse stuff, it's more of a collaborative storytelling, like, let's come up with this together. So I don't mind so much when we're playing that if, you know, if Adam or Jib is like, okay, well, tell me what that's like. 
you know, what does your power look like when you use it? Or, you know, when you use that, what happens to, you know, when you hit that thing? And I, I like that in those situations because when I sit down, I'm prepared for that. Right. And I'm ready and in the mood for that. I think there's a, I, I think that's a very good point. I think there's a fundamental point of relevance here, and that is that Rokugan is a very evolved world. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's evolved literature about it and, yes. and, and material. Mask's game is a conjuration of our creation mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. There's not this evolved, you know, published world. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a relevant thing to keep in mind as well. Yeah. yeah. I, yes. However, however, Stu is one of the smartest people I know, and he has a very different you take on the world. You don't know very many smart people. I don't. People. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> You should, you should meet some of the morons I hang out with. Yeah. Uh, and he has a really different take on the world than I do. And I'm constantly fascinated by what he throws at us. Because he loves politics. He loves uh, intrigue. And these are things in games that I don't have the facility to pull off or even think about. And so whenever I play in a stew game, he's constantly throwing things at me that I, I am completely unprepared for. And if I had the opportunity to change his story... It's not going to be better. It's going to be worse because it's going to be something I know how to solve. He throws me things I don't know how to solve. And that's fascinating to me and much more fun. So playing in a stew game, and if I were to change a bunch of his outcomes, I would ruin his game. Okay, I think that's a fair cop. But I don't think that um, Chris is talking about changing plot points and outcomes. Oh, we're talking specifically now. I thought we were talking about the broader picture. Okay. I would just like to point out that... Stu, who you don't like messing with the setting, right. designed a setting where you specifically have the power as a player. Well, to okay, the no, we're still talking about the broader picture here. I, I kind of <laughs> have an epiphany here. Let's not let's not let's not bag on this epiphany. I'm, I'm just or saying. No, no, I'm not bagging on Stu. I'm saying like he specifically like you're absolutely right about him being great at you know creating worlds and Elden me while it's in D and D was like you're you conjured all that up. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool, and it felt like a much more weighty thing. It felt like it could have been like Eberron or anything else that's that is put out. And I've Andy. run a couple of campaigns of that thing. Yeah, so it's got a bunch of weight too. But I also think that you are also capable and have run, you know, games where we are totally feel empowered to be like, oh no, here's a moment of truth. This is like that, right? <laughs> and changing it too. So really, it, I it, like. It's just kind of like the agreement that is set down on whoever people sit down. I think, I think so. I mean, if I was yeah. if I were to sit down and play a fate game and where it's like uh, there are clouds, yeah, right, <laughs> right, you throw a fate chip and make it happen or whatever. Yeah, you, you spend a fate point, you make a die roll, mm-hmm. and you make the thing. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and and we need to get you in a fate game. <laughs> uh, you played one or two. Yeah, but that was kind of a hack of a fate. There's game. one coming up. That we have one on the next One Shot Saturday, which is January 20th. <laughs> oh, that's fate, that's fate Core, right? Yeah. That's Just different. That's, that's Wes's game? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm probably going to be mixing. I'm probably going to be in there mixing, because okay. that's right after... <laughs> I have two marathon weekends oh, yeah. in January of... Exciting. Boggards and Wives. Boggards and Wives have to get all of their CDs done. Before fair. And then I have to mix them all yeah. and send them to the print shop mm-hmm. and for get them free. back before fair. Yeah, for free while well, what was happening. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think if de- depending on the kind of game you're seeing now, like 
the vampire game, if it's like, okay, we or you walk into you know, the prince of whatever city. What is the city set in? Do you remember? The one we're about to start? Yeah. Krakow. Krakow. So you walk into the 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 prince's chambers in Krakow. What does it look like? No, no, Kurt. You need to tell me what it looks like right. because mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck. I don't. I, I think Krakow's in Poland, but I'm not even <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> so you need to tell me. Yeah, it's yeah. a Czech Republic because you know. Czech one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That means we're at the end of this. <laughs> suffering never ends. It was the, the funniest joke. I laughed out loud when I read that joke. I'm like, <laughs> I'm stealing that. <laughs> Sorry, web page with too many ads on it. I'm lifting your, that one joke that was funny and I'm putting it on there. Anyway, all right, uh, did we beat this enough. Is this yeah, yeah. I, I think of it's course, blo- a bloody pop some some glue. Oh, glue. by the way, if you haven't watched uh, Bright, I watched Bright. I liked Bright. Yeah, I thought Bright uh, on Netflix. I have not watched Bright yet, but I'm gonna. Well, it came out today, so if you haven't, it's not like you're way behind the curve. Like it was literally released, I think, this afternoon. If you haven't, really, if you haven't watched it by 9 p.m. Pacific time. You don't have a right to bitch about spoilers. Um, <laughs> you know what, though? That's what's happening these days. I was like, I'm, I'm, okay, I've been busy, haven't seen Star Wars yet. Neither have I. I and and there are already spoilers. I'm like, I'm actively trying to dodge them. Dude, they're coming at me. And I'm and like, you're not on Facebook. And I'm not even like a spoiler kind of guy. I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll look at behind the scenes footage. I don't really right. mind. That's really cool. So, should but we talk about I'm Star Wars? Actually, twice. <laughs> no. avoiding I wrote an article sites on it just because I know they're full of spoilers. Oh, sure. It's well, I mean, ridiculous. and the thing is. And I don't, I don't care. I get it, but, I, but really, it's only been out for three days. Force Awakens. I read the book the week a week before I saw it, maybe even more than that. So I actually knew more <coughs> about the story because I know what what species the different yeah, yeah. characters are because they're not named in the in the movie, but. They're in the book. It's like I had the same head start with Game of Thrones, which is why right. I was like, "Oh, really? Has there been a wedding yet?" No, no. Why? Why? What happens? No, nothing. Right. But so, so spoilers, whatever. I was gonna buy the book and read the book, but the book doesn't come out till March for for Last Jedi. Yeah, they figured it out last mm-hmm. time. <laughs> <laughs> don't put them out early. Don't put. Well, I put them out early. I'll read it, and I still and saw it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, people who've seen a thing aren't qualified to determine whether something is a spoiler or not. Fair enough. That's actually really smart. because you've lost you've lost perspective. Yeah. The perspective to know whether what you're saying is a spoiler. I think you might be very right. It's interesting. So I've just been anything that where I wow. see a Star Wars hashtag or anything like that, yeah. I've just been avoiding That's it. That's where I'm at. And it's and I'm just it's driving me to the theaters because I'm like I can't keep dodging these boulders. They it's keep not rolling doing very well. Me. It's not doing very well box office. Apparently, there's stuff is happening in the movie that's pissing people off, and I'm like I'm like well, people but, are but fairly polarized about it. I'm dodging the boulders. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I do, but I'm not going to talk about it because good. <laughs> You're not qualified to talk about it. Spoiler free. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't know if it's going to be a spoiler. Or also, not. <laughs> evidently, because I have a vagina. That's what the people, no. that's what men on the internet have been telling me. Really, all day. it's my first day of vacation. Of course, I spend it all day arguing with people on the internet. That's what I do. So, because you, you have need a have, hobby, <laughs> I have hobbies. You know what? That is Warhammer. <laughs> arguing with people on the internet. Is a hobby. Build an army to fight my thousand sons. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Well, I multitask <laughs> while I argue with them. That's like the fun part. How many of those Warhammer characters have vaginas? Uh, there's a there's one entire army that's made up. It's called the 
what? Uh, battle sisters battle or sisters. something and like that? how many of the armies are there? There are and heels, like crazy really? heels. Really? Oh, oh, of really? course, of course. Oh, okay. Well, see what they need I actually to do. Like, the I actually one. like them. I would, might actually cosplay that at some point because I like the design. I, th- I see. I think the Kimmy. I was trying to help you out. I th- oh, no, I'm fine. I think the Space Marines. <laughs> I, I would love to have a Space Marine costume because those are freaking awesome. Cool. With the big yeah. huge shoulder pauldrons that they're called. Pauldrons. Pauldrons. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be awesome. So, you were listening to Persepolis Rising. Uh, I'm not done. I'm about three quarters of the way through. Okay, I finished it this week. Yeah. So. It's so good. I, at first, I was like, it's "Very good." Oh, uh, yeah. What's Persepolis Rising? Uh, the the next Expanse novel. Oh, it just came out three weeks ago. Yeah, maybe, I yeah. think. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. loving it. Uh, Digging it. It's kind of it's a little bit of a jump in time, so it takes place. It's not like this book ends, this book starts, this book ends, this book starts. It's like there's been some time, and then this book starts. That's new because usually it's it's right one after, after yeah. the other, right? Yeah. I th- I think they are jumping forward, and then they're going to start a new back to back to back to back. That's what it sounds like. Series. Yes, I, yeah, I think so. Because yeah, it's totally set up for more books. I figured it would be. I'm, a, I'm um, at the point now where I'm kind of starting to see that. These guys were game designers, right? So they, they know exactly. It's just like Mass Effect where they like jump back in time well, and forward um, in time and they want to make uh, sure that you... One of them was a, a game designer and one of them was um, an assistant to George R. R. Martin. That's got to not be fun work. Really. <laughs> 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 uh, but but the, the game designer was contracted to design a game world a universe for a science fiction um, video game, and then the video game collapsed. Right. So he never got paid for yeah, it. So he's got these, you know, binders and binders and binders of information, and he gets together with this guy who's, you know, a writer, and they're like, "Let's make a game. Let's run. Let's run a game." So they, there was a game about it, and then wait a moment, I've got binders and binders full of information. <laughs> Uh, what makes him any better than the rest of us? Ty- Tyler says Alan? that the Sisters of Battle are what? not in bikinis. They're armored nuns that set shit on fire. There's one set. Okay, I might have it wrong because I don't know much about. Warmer. It may not. Be, it may not have been a battle sister. It may have been because there's the, the, uh, there there. I think there's a couple alien races mm-hmm. that have a few female okay. like named characters, yeah. and some oh, of okay. those are wearing like like. I mean, these guys are wearing like the crazy high heels that like models actually can't walk in. Like they literally like they pose. I don't think that's the battle sisters. I don't know. It's probably not then. But there was one like, and a girl did a cosplay of it. It looked really fucking badass and really cool. But she literally like stood for a moment and then like sat down and people caught her, and then stood up for a second so she could pose for the picture and then like fell down and people caught her. Like she couldn't stand. The Lady Gaga heels. Yeah, they were. They're exactly the Lady yeah. Gaga heels, like the ballet ones that yeah. like oh, you're on your toes. You're on, you're on point yeah. all day long. Those, but the, they would hurt. I, I figured, you know what? Just put, just make female heads for Space Marines, and everyone said, "No, Space Marines are supposed to be male." I'm like, okay, we'll just change the. Wow! Time. Did you get a lot of? Did you get a lot of hate? No, 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 not really. But they're they're going through the the previous fiction for the mm-hmm. Warhammer universe. Yeah. It's like okay, well, there, there's like hundreds or thousands of chapters. There's maybe a few that are unnamed. Maybe one or two of them had a female progenitor or whatever they call it. As flawed as the uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Well, but movie they're all was, supposed to be based on the Emperor and the Emperor. As name. flawed as that movie was, I did laud the fact that it was a multi-gender uh, setup. Mm-hmm. All right, they have women and everybody's all showering together. Mm-hmm. I, I did yeah, no, those aren't that. the ones I saw. I've seen cosplays of those. Those would be cool. Those are battle sisters. Yeah, those are not what I. That's not what I was thinking yeah. of. The, the arm, armor and forty and Warhammer forty K has to actually. Mm-hmm. Work. 
All right, D&D &D falling damage. Okay, all right, sorry. all right, sorry. Hail Stuthalu. Stuthalu. Stuthalulu. Starship Troopers Flawed Heresy. If you're talking about the movie, I'm talking you're about wrong. The movie. If you're talking about the book, you're right. It is heresy to say it's flawed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic book. Uh, okay, so Stuthulu with the Balls Deep Ones. Uh, you may not... You may or may not have remembered the falling damage wars from the early 1980s. Now, this is interesting because you've, you've yeah, used yeah. falling damage, mm -hmm. the falling down the stairs mm -hmm. thing, is sort of, sort of the, the litmus the, test. It is my litmus test. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Of, You're about to get well, actually. I guess. I think so. <laughs> I guess, but he never actually calls me out. So, I mean. Not maybe, specifically. Maybe he's being polite. <laughs> Tyler said, oh man, I've missed Stork's attempts to read emails. <laughs> we miss you, Tyler. How can you miss on my it? Aim, so fucking yeah. tall. Just aim higher. <laughs> uh, the D6 per 10 foot rule was declared by many to be totally inaccurate and somehow injurious to the moral fiber of mankind. Frank Menzer started the entire fracas in Dragon number 70 with the claim that Gygax had always intended falling damage to be cumulative. Oh, that makes one, it different. 1d6 for the first 10 feet, and then add 2d6 for the second 10 feet, then add 3d6 oh. for the third 10 feet, oh. and so on, and so on, and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. Um, so I would have killed Kimmy's character. That totally would have killed my character. Yeah, Or it really, really, really screwed right. me up. This yields... 1d6 damage for every 10-foot fall, 66 for every 30-foot fall, 15d6 for every 50-foot fall, 21d6 damage for a 60-foot uh, six six fall, and et cetera, et cetera. By issue number 88, there were multi-page rebuttals were plenty with oddities of physics calculations with accumulating oodles. in one article with the simplified <laughs> equation hashtag d6 to be rolled what? Email than I do. What? What? Nothing. Go on. What? Keep reading. All right. Uh, with the simplified equation, hashtag D6 to be rolled equals five times the square root of the distance fallen in feet divided by four plus the remainder as a rolled fraction of a D6. Let me just read that again because the maths are like beyond me. I think you're going to need like the, the one of those, one of the, what do they call the reverse Polish notation column? Culminating in one article with the simplified equation. Number D6 to be rolled equals five times the square root of the distance fallen in feet. <laughs> divided, divided by, by four, four. Divided by four. Plus the remainder. Plus the remainder as the rolled fraction. Okay. All right. All you, people, all you, you, guys, you guys know that there is GURPS. Okay. <laughs> I'm not making this and up. You can this just is play GURPS. <laughs> then up to three sequential saving throws were applied per page 81 of the uh, 1E damage with dex modifiers to possibly reduce the total amount up to half, quarter, or one-eighth of the result. You know, I have a copy, a, a almost pristine copy of the original DMG, the hardback, mm -hmm. um, that I got from a used, it was a used bookstore, but it's not a used book. It was a brand new book oh, wow. that's been sitting on the shelf someplace. There's actually a blood stain on one page. It's oh, like yeah. someone like pricked their finger and I touched actually, the page, uh, like this little wipe of blood on it. I actually have all mine. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. But the only the only original book I have is Didies and Demigods. This system had the unfortunate consequence of a <clears throat> 3d6 plus 1 minus 5 damage roll for 10 foot fall if you weren't wearing magic armor or were somehow bound hand and foot. And so it continued for a while. The battle was realism versus ex ex expedience. Expedience. Yeah. 
and neither side truly won. Had any of the proposed improved, and that's in quotes, systems been adopted, then falling down the stairs in AD&D or jumping off a cliff would have been much more deadly. Best regards, Chris in Canada. Bobcat on the forums. Oh, Bobcat! Yeah, he's been very active. Mm-hmm. Yes, consume mass quantities. I, I thank you. Thank you for that. I'm not sure that that disproves my point. Well, it does. It does show that D and D is more, uh, more deadly than we thought. Because well, or they, it can be. It's basically a big glorified house rule. Well, yeah. This doesn't say well, that that's that's actually what's in the book right now. It's saying it's what, not what's in the book. Yeah, it's not what's in the book. We played it right. But this um, is well, a it, concept. It, it, is, there, it is an assertion, and it, in that was made in Dragon Magazine at, um, issue number seventy by Frank Mincer that what Gary Gygax intended was this, right? instead of what people actually did. Considering how many words Gary Gygax use, uses to describe things, it, it I find it odd that he w- couldn't make that clear. Uh, that's fair call. Um, I find it interesting that anyone would try to, to apply the litmus test of realism to a game with attrition damage. Well, sure. Well, we should talk to David Arnson. I bet he had a better take on it. You can't. You can't talk to him either. Oh, sorry. Should I bring his name up? Fast. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, here's here's the thing. We 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 know that damage is abstracted in D&D, and that's really the point. It's abstracted in everything. Yeah. It, it's to just try to justify it. And I think we were with when the we were playing fifth. I think we read the the rules correctly. Yeah. I don't think that there was a missing cumulative that we didn't. Put I don't in. think so because we and were all shocked. And it was not possible. <laughs> yeah. To kill a character with my character, with, like, like I don't yeah. remember what it was, like a thirty to fifty foot fall. It was a, it was pretty, yeah, pretty, it was like forty feet, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was a big fall. It would kill everyone. I mean, there'd be a few people who would survive mm-hmm. and get rushed to the hospital. Forty feet, four stories. That's a four story building. You're falling off the roof of a four story building. Yeah, you can sur- you can survive that. You're not going to survive it intact. Mm-hmm. No, There's I, no way. Even wearing plate armor, according to a doctor, maybe especially this is an actual plate. conversation with a doctor. A, an adult human would have an 80% mortality for a, th- a three-story fall. Okay. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, at what point do you hit, crit- uh, uh, what is it called, terminal velocity? Terminal velocity. At 32 feet per second? It's 32 feet per second squared. Terminal velocity is 250 miles an hour. 32 feet per second per second. Yeah. So you're not, you're not gaining that much speed after three. You're way below terminal velocity, right? Is that correct? Yeah. I think you just about hit it if... I don't know. Off of a three-story building. At I don't know how fast. Yeah, all right. I, I can't math. 30, 32 feet per <laughs> second. So, you, so basically, well, you double like 30 feet in one second. Well, so we're all just guessing building. at these numbers anyway. So we're well, not the 32 anything. feet per second well, no. per second thing. I was also an orc, so orcs are tougher than humans. That's true. There is that. That's true. Hey, hey, how f- we're playing how far do you have to fall to hit terminal <laughs> velocity? <laughs> We'll see what. Go ahead. We'll see what happens. I, whenever you're playing a game, there's twelve hundred feet. Mm. So that's pretty. It actually also depends on what the medium you're falling through is. Well, I'm assuming it's air, air, like Earth atmosphere. Well, right. I get that. I just, the definition specifically points out that um, the constant speed that a freely falling object eventually reaches when the resistance of the medium right. through which it is falling prevents further acceleration. Right. Yeah, well, I know terminal velocity is determined by the density of the, the right. density of the atmosphere. Right. Falling through water is going to be a lot that I, slower. That part I knew. But but okay, so twelve hundred. So basically, we're talking a hundred. 
a 12-story building? No, a uh, 120-story building. No. 1,200 feet? Yeah, 120-story building. Yeah. 120-story building. That's a long way. That's a really long way yeah. to hit terminal velocity. So basically, a 120-story building, about the time you hit the pavement, you would have hit terminal velocity. I mean, there's people who jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and live. Like, I've, well, watched, I've watched interviews yeah. with them. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's unlikely, but it happens. Sure. They're usually falling in water. Well, water's not better. When you no. hit the surface tension of water, it's All like right. landing on concrete yeah. from that height. That's, yeah. Again, yes. The, okay. I mean, maybe it's better. But it's not concrete. Maybe. You yeah. can dive into water from 20 feet. Mm-hmm. You can't dive into concrete. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there are things you can do to probably ameliorate the damage from water, maybe. I don't know. But it, I don't know. It, no, it was just like the creepiest interview I ever set, saw because he was like, I was yeah. Off by about 50 miles an hour. Oh. Yeah. I, um, well, it's hundred, actually, it's 122 miles per hour or 54 meters per second. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. That's, yeah, that takes, this can take a while. So terminal velocity is actually. Oh, the chat room just shared uh, the splat <laughs> calendar, a free fall calculator. <laughs> It's at, uh, oh my god, the splat calendar, yeah, it's that's awesome. angio.net slash personal slash climb slash speed. So we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, no, it's porn. No, no it isn't. Oh, no, it's... Oh, it says uh, it's falling parameters, height in meters, mass in yeah, kilograms. Yeah, it's not porn. It's James V. No, he's cool. <laughs> he's not going to send me porn because he knows I'm going to read it. <clears throat> Don't do that. And now everyone else is going to send I know. I know. I can't read any links anybody sends me. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Thanks, Stu. Sorry. That's why we can't have nice things. I know. One okay, now Jim is going to read the next many email. Reasons. All right, because it's, it's, it's on his phone. Because I copied the wrong email over. Oh. GM Victory from Eric in New Jersey. Hello, you magnificent fucking bastards. I love you all. It's Eric from the fabled Garden State of New Jersey here, land of strip malls and beaches overrun with obnoxious New Yorkers. If you remember, I wrote in to complain that even with a few decades of RPG GMing experience, I couldn't get L5R right, and I was running D&D with fucking Samurai. There were several suggestions on the show and in the forums, but for whatever reason, Stu's suggestion of make them drink tea stuck with me, and I decided to send the players to a tea house. I did this by having the players report to the Imperial Governor of the city after their fight with the Oni. The governor suggested they needed a break, and they should go to a tea house. They ended up drinking tea and sake, while I had an NPC come in and sit with them for for a while to give what I thought was the epilogue of the story. All that did was make them paranoid. <laughs> the one crab player asked the rest of the group if it felt like someone was keeping them out of the follow-up investigation, and my brain go after crab. <laughs> go crab. Yeah. And my brain, after years of Happy Jacks listening, went, yes, and I know exactly who is trying to keep them out. (laughs) I didn't tell them that, obviously, obviously, but then we spent an entire session with the players, who are deputies to an Emerald Magistrate, dealing with some Jade Magistrates and various factions in the city. It made for a fun game where the players had to make some hard choices over advocating mercy in a situation which brought them the enmity of an entire clan. We had a simple scenario involving bandits holding the children of a village hostage just for them to calm down. And now next session, the Unicorn Clan is coming to kill them and the child they are protecting. Excellent. It should be fun. Because everyone knows Unicorn are the villains of every game. 
They have horses. That's why. And they really, really like their horses. The horses are nice. And the horses in that way. Yes. (laughs) It should be fun. This is a short campaign. Coming to a close, but I think in the end I am finally getting it right. Even if my players call the game Legend of the Five Circles. <laughs> Maybe it is time to run masks. <laughs> it's in, oh, by the way, it's always time to run masks. I, and I think your players know exactly what buttons to push. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Legend, Legend of the Five of the Circles. circles. <laughs> so it's the Olympics. At least you get the number yeah. right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the did. Olympics. Uh, the copyright violation. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for the advice. It helped out a lot. Keep gaming, and I can't wait to see what clan Kimmy picks in your new L5R actual play. Go Dragon! Oh, she didn't Ooh, pick Dragon. I didn't, sorry. Sincerely, Eric P., a.k.a. Eric from New Jersey, on the forums. P.S. Drink. Yay. P.P.S. Do you guys have uh, Weyerbacher beer out, the, out your way? Uh, I have not heard of it. We could probably find it. Uh, we have a Bevmo within staggering distance of here, really. We stagger a lot. But, uh, it's I a lot of staggering. It. What is it? It's a Weyerbacher? Weyerbacher. 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 It's German. I've not heard of it. There are more brands of beer than I will ever try. I have not tried that one myself. Um, but I'm adding it to my list. Excellent. For a buffer? They have faith in our collective ability to try every beer there ever is. I, I Thank agree. you, Kimmy. I, yes. You're not you're yeah. not pulling uh, your weight. Yeah. High five, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. I think I think that the Happy Jackson community and you know, us included, are very capable of trying every beer out there. And uh, let's not diminish it by saying we can't and saying, Oh, I'm too old, but I think we we, we really need to. There's no I and can't. True. So you're right. Um, <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so Weyerbacher Brewing is in um, Easton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a number of interesting labels, uh, including Sexy Mother Pucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that one. Okay, oh, so, so it is out here. Yeah, okay. I think so. Or somebody bought it uh, for like a joke or something. Cause okay, I remember seeing that label. I take it back. I have had a Weyerbacher because I have had Mellow Monks. Okay. okay. So, I like nice. their puns. And, well, in Pennsylvania, what are you else going to do for fun, right? But mm-hmm. come up with beer, <coughs> clever beer labels. There's, they, they have one right. called Easton Brown and Down. There's, there's Amish golfing. Easton Brown and Down, going ahead and trucking. Come on. You know. I'm, I'm with <laughs> you. Bobcat in the chat room says that he's doing his part for beer variety. And Bobcat, we read your Bobcat. email. Yeah, he's very excited that you read it. Thank you. He's very upset that I read it. Thank no, he's you. Very, he's very excited. <laughs> no, he said thank you. News, question, and horror from Minnesota Die Tosser. That's me. Um, GM Victor. Wait, where are we? We have to skip over that. Yeah. News, question, and horror from Minnesota Die Tosser. Hail and well met, Stu the Wanderer and douchebags of yore. I get that reference. Does Stork get that reference? Uh, Stu the Wanderer, douchebags of yore. Isn't that uh, isn't that um, um, Gru the Wanderer? Yes. Yeah. How do you know Gru? I have a, I've always had friends who were comic book geeks. Yeah. Always. Gru. Now, Sergio Arnones. I read one. They handed me one. You got to read this. You're gonna love it. I read one. I'm like, it's really? 
there's Sergio Arnorinus, which, which is the guy that used to do the little. Remember Mad Magazine? This will, this will be quick. I'm no. almost done. I'm almost done. Yes, you do. still get it. Don't I'm you? almost done. Quick. Uh, uh, he used to do these little, little like one, one thing cartoons, like in the spine of the magazine or like on the bottom of the pages and stuff. And he's he's on record as being the fastest cartoonist. Somebody say they would throw him a topic and he whip it out. And so he's he's unbelievably clever. And on the spine, yeah. Of like a book? if you like open up a Mad Magazine, like like in between in the margins, in the margins he would do oh, little cartoons. Okay. I picked up a, a copy. There's the the Star Wars special of Bad Magazine mm-hmm. came out, and I thought I'm going to get this. Zachary might like it, or Allie might like it. Neither of them would have cracked it open. Yeah, and it's got it's got um, Ray, and it's got um, Luke Skywalker as uh, Alfred E. Newman. You mean Alfred E. Newman as as Luke Skywalker. As Luke Skywalker. But I don't want to be pedantic. So anyway, look but at the yeah, margins. Um, I will. <laughs> Sergio's still around. I don't he, think Bob Martin. He, or, is it Don Martin? Bob Don. Martin? Don Martin? Please. Who's Bob Martin? I don't know, but <laughs> Don Martin, for God's sake, is a comedic god. He's like, it's, I, I, it's not like I base my entire style off of Don Martin. Please, let's not talk about this. Moving on. Go ahead. You had an email you were going to yeah. read. Rob, Rob Martin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tom Martin. MN Die Tosser on the forums from Minnesota. First email. Been listening since 2013. I've ingested the entire delectable backlog, and my game mastery is better for it. So you have my thanks. Mm. News. Oh, these are like bullet points. He's very organized. Okay. News. I'm happy to report that I have finally found players for a traveler game. A post-apocalyptic mashup of Blade Runner, Fallout, Road Warrior, and Battlestar Galactica. I want to play that game. Featuring players who do not know if they're humans or synthetic. I definitely want to play that game. Most humans and synths die to an engineered nanovirus. Distrust, suspicion, and survival will be their primary concerns. Nanovirus. Bullet point in the second. I'm also starting a Starfinder game set in the future after my Pathfinder game. Mathfinder jokes here. (laughs) Bullet point three. Still playing two Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 games and a Pathfinder game. That's amazing you have time to play it or run anything at all. That's a lot of games. Wow. Okay, I'm supposed to ask you uh, what Amish golfing is. Amish golfing? Yeah. I don't know if I should say. Okay. I didn't know if anyone would hear that. Tyler comment. picked it up. Good and on you. He, yeah, Tyler's like, Kimmy, ask you what Amish golfing is. That was clearly a joke setup. So no, no, I'm, it's not. I'm letting him participate from afar. And, All right. and, and you invited him back. Remember remember <laughs> now? You remember now? I love him. He's a. <clears throat> Question. Because the players aren't supposed to know without ruining the mystery, how do I maintain the surprise, surprise suspense, sorry, of who is and isn't a synth? That's a good question. We should probably leave it there, yeah. Hmm. Well, well the, next part is a, that? the next part is a gaming horror story. Yeah, yeah. Let's address that before we yeah. move on. Don't tell them. But don't tell them. <laughs> All right. Drop, don't Let's tell them, on. but drop clues about everybody, whether they are or are not. Yeah. Drop clues in the, that, that might indicate that they are about everybody. And we can't bring up Battlestar Galactica because he's already fully aware because he's bringing it into his, his whole thing. So yeah, I, I just mean, don't tell them. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't tell them, but... Whether they are or are not a synth, drop clues that they are a, that that person is a synth. 
Do you want to play it like a game of Clue where oh, I should they don't yeah. even know if they're a synth or not? Yeah. Do you really want to go full on Galactica? Do you want to? hundred percent, like, yeah. You, That's oh, the way to go with that. Yeah. Like, let them decide and don't let them know they're deciding. Like, when I play a con game sometimes, when I run a con game and I haven't picked who the bad guy is, whoever my players pick is the bad guy. That's going to maybe be the bad guy. Or maybe the second person they pick. Yeah, or if, depending if, on how if, far along in my four hours yeah. I am, yes. <laughs> but, so it's like, like, throw clues out there for everybody, and then they're like, oh god, I'm synth, aren't I? Yeah, you are? They're all going to end up synths. Right? Or, yeah. Maybe. Or, could be. Oh, or, well, no, oh I'm god, not. I'm There's a synth, no aren't I? No way to know. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> like, have something there. I think that's, I don't know. I, I actually I actually did a Traveler game with Dave, uh... It was a, a character gen, and then we had a short adventure. And the short adventure basically was them getting off planet. And the whole idea was find out whatever you want. But, but the thing is, they woke up out of like cryostasis, and they got all their stuff, and then they had to get off planet. And the thing, the, the twist that I gave them at the end was the entire planet had been taken over by synths. They were the only true humans. Mm. They didn't know. Right. They didn't. They did. They didn't fully understand. They were just trying to get the fuck off planet because sure. they, yeah. they, they, they there was a rescue ship <laughs> waiting for them. Uh, and maybe something like that can work, which is, so you're on a planet full of sense and you're full on human, or maybe you're on a... Uh, or you don't you know. Can al- you, or you don't know. You can always switch that stuff around. You can always yeah. keep in guessing. I, One thing... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I think the point is that knowing ruins the game, ruins yes. the, the, the tension. I, yes. I think keeping that stuff... I mean, Galactica maybe led us along a little bit too long, but when the reveals happens, you're you're let down. I think you want to keep that tension going as long as you can. Well, I like the way, the, the fact that the, the the Cylon detector that Gaius Baltar is working on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we know it works on Valeri, because we see the computer screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it never works on anyone else Funny that even people who are Cylons, mm-hmm. right, we presumably, presumably, we, we assume, and, and so I mean that is that's something, that, and that's something that could be fantastic, is to have some sort of method that someone has come up with to detect who who the synths are and who's not a synth, mm-hmm. and they're a synth themselves, and they no, well have people take the test to find out if they are or not, or secretly go in and take the test to find out if they are. Some of them get the positive, some of them get a negative. And then find out a couple sessions later that that was done by a synth, and the whole thing was just completely misdirection. Yeah, or synths don't exist anymore, but everyone's so paranoid about them that they all think that like everyone they think everyone's a synth. Right. I think a critical point here is never say anything definitive. Yeah. 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 Never say you are a synth. You know. Right. And if they say, "Oh my God, am I a synth?" No way to tell. Couch or or or, or couch how you phrase it very carefully and say yes. The test came back positive. Yeah, like have them ask yeah. you ask another p- character, an NPC. Don't not asking the GM. Right. That way, you always have that little bit of wiggle room with. Okay, yeah. well, some of the NPCs say you are, some of them say you're not. Right. So who do they trust? I love Blade Runner. I can quote. I can quote like every moment of it, and and that wonderful moment where he says, "How can they not know what they are? Mm-hmm. How does it not know?" Well, that's the that's the hook right there. How do you not know if you're a synth? How do you know if you're a synth? And does it really matter? And that's that's and if it gets to the point where you can't tell, does it matter anymore? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter anymore. Yeah, it's that granularity that mm-hmm. is yeah. really interesting. With you, 
Yep. I think that's it. Cool. That's that's all, all right. the advice we have for that. And now on to your horror story. And, but we do want to hear more about your game. Yeah, so tell, totally. Yeah. Update us. Kimmy's right. Please update us. Because <laughs> that sounds like a really Love cool game. More. Yes. A gaming horror story. More? The side quest from hell. A few years ago, our regular gaming group was playing D&D 3.5 in Greyhawk. I every other Sunday for five Burba-bonk. hours or so. Near the end of the campaign, the players were recruited to aid a pair of elves to reach a sage deep in the wilds of the Great Kingdom. Being, uh, bring, or I think it's supposed to be being agreeable players and not really knowing what else to do, we agreed to aid them. First session, tedious overland travel, multiple random encounters with rune hounds. It wasn't terrible. Yet. Second session, uh. more tedious travel over craggy <coughs> rocky terrain, more random encounters with rune hunters, and a couple with ghouls. All the while being har- harangued by NPC elves who were useless in combat to her- hurry towards the sage. We now have given the side quest about nine hours uh, of real life gaming time. Holy it's shit. Starting to suck now. Well, I, uh, come on, he buried the terrain. I mean, come on, it's different. Dude, like, escort quests are the fucking worst, always. Like, always. Well, he's got uh, a third session narrative. You oh, got yes. Overland and Craggy Rock. Right. What that's the right. fuck else do you want? I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave him rune hounds and, and ghouls. Look at right. that. Right. And more rune hounds. <laughs> Third session. More climbing, more travel, more rune hounds, more ghouls. All right, because they go up a mountain. So, yeah. so the, 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 the terrain's getting steeper. Right. right. Yeah. All the while, no treasure, no character growth, nothing but bitchy elves and tedium. The players being uh, the players began talking about murdering the elves and wandering <laughs> off into the sunset. And we lived happily ever after. <laughs> that would have been better. Around fourteen hours of our lives now, we'll never get back. We killed them. We killed, we killed them, them all. <laughs> Their children. Fourth session. After telling the DM that we were tired <coughs> of the side quest, he assures us that it will end soon. More travel, more ghouls, more whiny elves, and finally, a cave. A cave. Oh, look. Yeah. Look at the plethora of yeah. terrain. <laughs> well, right. And, and shocked. Shocked that it's a cave. The cave. We bravely rushed inside, trying to end the storyline, and ran into several traps. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I throw myself on the trap. <laughs> I throw my... I bravely rushed inside, trying to end the storyline. It needs to be a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> end the storyline. And ran into several traps. The useless elves were, again, no help. You couldn't even throw them on the trap. Yeah, somehow we managed to reach the inner sanctum, which turned out to be the lair of a dragon, because... Of course it is. The dragon is a sage, but will only answer questions if you cross his chamber without being defeated. We spent a good two plus hours working out a plan for one of us to get across the room. It wo- it worked, but the answer we got was forty-two. Seemingly, <laughs> right? <laughs> seemingly unrelated to anything. The elf women, woman, uh, women were unable to meet the dragon's demands and thus left unsatisfied. Wait, 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 wait! Elf. All of a sudden, there's elf women. They, I think that's. The I NPCs. think they were the elf NPCs, and thus left unsatisfied. That's why they were unhelpful because women aren't helpful, Stork. That's why they couldn't. Well, I was combat. just with the whole dragon. They're still clear. left unsatisfied. Oh, it all sorts to fit together yeah, now. No. Okay. <laughs> all right, <laughs> the characters, but the interweaving logic of right. this. And very complex yeah. campaign with very. Tra- I get yeah. Okay, it's all making sense now. Yes, <laughs> they were wearing bikinis. Oh. Of course uh, they were. <laughs> they probably were. Yes, the characters were left wounded and with nothing <laughs> gained over the course of almost twenty hours of gameplay. Ouch. Not even a satisfying quest ending. 
The dissatisfaction from the side quest uh, definitely contributed to the end of this campaign. To this day, we all hate ruin hounds, overland travel on difficult terrain, and whiny elves. Mm. Sandboxes should be filled with toys <laughs> and adventure, not cat That! <laughs> Huzzah! It's a t-shirt. Yes. Right there. Thank you so much for oh that one. Oh my god. Sandboxes should be filled with toys and adventure, not, not cat, cat turds. turds. Why Thank problem you. make yes. when you Hold no on. problem okay. have you don't want to make? Go ahead. <laughs> P.S. We still play with this DM, and there will be more tales of woe. Additionally, I have some GM confessions, but those will wait for another email. P.P.S. Drink if you like. Who am I to tell you what to do? Right. P.P.P.S. Thanks again for all the shared insight. We're all better for it. Thank you for that quote. Sandboxes should be filled with toys and adventure. Not, not cat, cat turds. turds. So, but it turns out they're usually filled with cat turds. <laughs> right? <laughs> At least they were at my school. Oh, genius. Genius. They, have, they don't have cat. They don't have sandboxes anymore at schools, do they? No. Uh, yeah, it's because of the cats. Right? We used to find cat crap all the time in right. the, yeah. when I was a kid and play in the sandbox. And yeah. <laughs> we didn't wash our hands. We were kids. Kids don't wash No, yeah. <laughs> Today I'd be like, I gotta go wash my hands. I gotta go wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. Just wipe it off on your net on your best friend. Yeah, exactly. That's what your friend's friend. Uh, we got a game convention coming up. February, February the Valentine fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Somewhere yeah. there. Yep. LAX Hilton Hotel. Strategicon.net, baby. I may dodge that one. Oh really? I may sh- I may come down for the podcast, but I don't. He's, I'm he's not. boycotting. Are you boycotting? Yeah, okay. I'm not not real. I mean, I'm br- the kids loved the last I time, know. and they're, they they will not they will not miss another one. Well, they're going to miss all the ones in May, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm they were pissed off. I didn't take them to Gen Con. I'm like, I'm going to Gen Con. I'm going to be Jib the way Jib was like I don't know two years ago when he was like done with this. <laughs> he was like done with the. That's hotel. how I feel every time, and then I always want to go back. So now I have my game actually like planned. Oh, good. What really? I do? I just have to like convince my husband that on our fifth anniversary, it's. <laughs> gonna be great to spend it at the con, right? At the Hilton. LA that should be fun. X. Make sure you have a room with a desk so he can write. Yeah. Your husband is an amazing man. I have to. I, I've I've met your husband and I. He's a better artist. He's a better person. He's he's than I am. I I like the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm not sure on your fifth anniversary he's gonna go for it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what fifth is what? Uh, balsa wood. What's fifth? <laughs> Leather, something like that. Fast wood. I'm okay with getting wood, but not that on my anniversary. I'm just gonna say. (laughs) I don't know what balsa is, but I don't want any of that. It's not. It it is. It's pretty weird. But five's a big one. No, I don't know. He's geeky though. That's halfway to a number with a zero at the end of it. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, here we go. Now, now, when you do anniversaries, there's the modern spin, and then there's the archaic one. So there's like two different things you can get. Uh, there's U.S. traditional, U.K. traditional, and modern U.S. Oh, there we go. First paper is U.S. traditional. That's five. Cotton for U.K. and modern is a clock. A clock. Yes. Like, like it's been five years, honey. No, one year. Oh, that's in the one year. All right. Oh, two that. is cotton for U.S. Paper for U.K. And China for modern U.S. What's five? We're talking about five. Five. Five? Uh, wood for U.S., wood for U.K., silverware is the modern. There we go. All right. So you'd be like the uh, the Blue Raja. <laughs> I am the Blue Raja. Well, silverware. Well, and my parents got to blue, s- 
No. <laughs> Steel? Blue sapphire. <laughs> what? Blue sapphire. That's only in the UK. Okay. That, that's the 65th when I got it. 65? Yep. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm going to live to 65, let alone be married that long. The Amazing. Those two things are a little like, do I want to live to 65 if I'm going to be married that long? Like that story right? in your monologue. You, you, <laughs> like balancing You're not that. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, 60th is diamond for all three. Yeah. Well, you, you need a reward for putting up with anything that long. And of course, 50th is gold and 25th is silver. Yeah. Uh, Jade, uh, 35th. What? And, and five's paper. No, five was wood. Five was five wood. Is wood. Five is right. wood. Paper so can you get one. wood? I already made that joke. I know, but okay, I'm just now, now it's official. Okay, official. Yeah. Oh, next year you get iron. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's we, it. We're, we're done. done. We're Anybody play anything this. this week? No, I didn't. Neither played nor ran anything. I we did. I played Interpol X. Car- oh no, that's right. I ran a game on set last year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You, you, that you was oh, that's almost a week ago. Almost because yeah, but it's Friday. within the previous. week. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I ran the Moment of Truth game, mm-hmm. which was uh, what did I call it? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. It had a name. It did have a name. It had a name. <sighs> there was stuff happened. Something about there were people the, showed up. Wait, no. Give Mwah-ha. me a second. Oh, I'm guessing. Wahaha. Wahaha. That was the name of the planet. All right. Oh, I forgot the name of the. I forgot the name of the character. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I ran a fantasy age game. Mm-hmm. Yay. Same day. It was good. Um, it was fun. I like. I, I kind of dig the system. Yeah, it was it's, very cool. I like the I the, like the mechanic with the stunt. Yeah, that was very fun. It was these guys. Yes. Yeah. The whiplash. The whiplash effect. Right. That was the. That's the whiplash effect. Okay. Got it. Can you and, see their buggy I, eyes? I can see. Yes. yes. Um, and who did that art? I I traced it. Nice. Nice I traced it and gave him buggy eyes. So nice not you, but kind of you. It, whoever it is that did <laughs> that did this picture uh-huh. should get more credit than me. Yeah, because all I did was make the eyes buggier. Yeah, um, I guest played in Razor Ridge this last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Nice on your fun. birthday. On my birthday. Yay! And how fun. how was that? It was fun. It was a fun game. Um, um, I, I came up with a character that. Uh, Originally, Mac was like, I don't think this is going to fit. We might not be able to do this right now. I went, okay, that's fine. And then she came back and said, yes, we can do this right <laughs> it's now. It's funny because I submitted the character to her, too, and she goes, I'm not sure. And then she came back and said, 100% all the yeses. Yeah. yeah. So I may or may not cool. be, be... We'll see. We'll see. It's up to Mac. But that it's the neat thing about Razor Ridge is that she's really incorporating everybody. What happened to Jesse? Did Jesse... Uh, she wasn't Jesse, sick. Jesse got yeah got sick and she has a new job so yes. she's working like yeah, six she's days adulting. She's and, working for the mouse and, Car- and she's did she do caroling? Because caroling will make you sick. Yes, and chew up your carolers December. make me sick. But ninetieth <laughs> <laughs> anniversary is granite. Granite. So in, you go through diamond UK. and everything, and you just start all over. And then you get a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I got a rock. Totally brown. <laughs> like granite countertops for my kitchen? Because right. I'm cool with that. Yeah, uh, could I have diamond countertops at 25? Okay, if you figure you get married at 20 yeah. and you're having your 90th wedding anniversary, that means you're 110. Yeah. How You're not even going to know if you have granite countertops. <laughs> Maybe by then. You're not even we'll, cooking. Who knows what the... Like technology will grant us at that point. So, yeah, we got maybe I'll have a beautiful brand new Android for body. The nursing home. No, I'll have a perfect Android body by then. Maybe my head will be implanted on it. 
Uh, okay. Android is 76. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. The Android anniversary. <laughs> Sex spot is 54th. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out for that one. <laughs> Tyler says it's because you need a headstone. That's why it's, <laughs> That's why it's granite. That's why it's granite. <laughs> Good job, Tyler. Pick Good your stone now. Good job. It's funny because it's true. All yeah. right. That's it. Yep. We did, oh, we did character creation for L5R. We did character creation for L5R. You should oh, go yeah. watch it. It's on YouTube, and it should still be on Twitch right now. And we're playing a, it's the it, L5R beta. It's, it, the, it, it's the new one. So the game that we're playing now will not be the game that we're finishing. Uh, L5R character gen, for those who listen to the podcast, drops on Christmas Day. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Drops, like a, my rap album. <laughs> Control Z. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. How much? How much material do we have backed up that we need to drop that we haven't yet? Uh, let's see, I just did it. Everything should be out, except for the stuff that is in the bottom of this list on the bottom of the log. We have not dropped Interpol X from this week or Razor Ridge from this. Everything week. else on there. Sure. I, I scheduled five APs. The last one goes goes down Thursday before New Year's. So the okay. stuff from Saturday. That, including that, okay. including cool. that, we're all, uh, it, it's all scheduled. It drops cool. on various days. Can I, can I say that for a second, Kimmy? Yep. I, I have to say that that Kimmy is so official that she actually printed all of this stuff up with an actual logo. Oh, Stu did, did that. You did Stu this did too. That. Yes, I have to have that because I get these Just cards that have that have a date on them. I'm like, I don't know what game this. That's is. amazing. That's it's amazing. I love the fact that the logo is on there and everything. I'll I take credit the for the influence on him to make such a thing. I, okay. I'll, all right. I'll go with that. <laughs> I've pissed off Kimmy enough tonight. Not <laughs> <laughs> at all. All right. Is that uh, it? Anything yeah. else? No, I think we're good. Bueller. Bueller. So my daughter, who's Orange on the, my, my daughter is on the teaching track. Uh, she finally saw like the beginning <laughs> of uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, she's follow- exactly following Kimmy's footsteps. <laughs> actually, saw the beginning of Ferris Bueller. Which, if you think about it, whenever you watch Ferris Bueller, you always drop in like kind of like half an hour in. Right, you know, it's on TV. Right. And she, she sat there and she watched the whole. Anyone, anyone, the smoot, when the act, and and she's like, he's a bad teacher, and I went. Yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> the, when we grew up, the world was full of them. Oh, so yeah. anyway, absolutely. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Does anybody care? No. Me talking about my daughter. Who that's cares? Okay. No, I care. Yeah, she's becoming a teacher. World needs more teachers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Which one? Planning to teach. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought. Go ahead. I was just going to say Hannah's work is. Um, Planning to teach English Lit at the college level. She's working nice. on a PhD in English Lit. Excellent. No, no teachers. Shit. No shit. It's Love fabulous. That. I actually, I actually got a online. My father. I want to hand this to you so you can throw it at him. <laughs> oh, it's empty. I don't want an empty one. That one's defective. <laughs> I was fine. It was all defective. It worked just fine. <laughs> After, I don't know, 30 years of knowing Stu, I was fine until Stu gave me that. look I broke. <laughs> I'm 
is awesome radio for everybody who's listening to a giggle like five-year-old girls. Well, I ducked it, so it's quiet. <laughs> it's not real loud right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we done? Huh? I'm sorry, did you say something? No. <laughs> Are we not ending the show? Are they listening? And we'll leave you with a song. <laughs>
ones who love you know why they die. Did you really believe them when they told you the cause? Did you really believe that this war would end the wars? For the suffering soul. 